0: Welcome to The Hive Podcast, a show that helps inspire you to pursue your passions and ambitions. My name is Jared Spink and I'm your host. I'm a photographer, videographer, and entrepreneur. Join me as I sit down with other entrepreneurs and creators to learn more about their process, how they've built communities around their brands, and the experiences they've had along the way. I hope that these conversations inspire you to pursue your goals. You're listening to The Hive Podcast. Welcome back to The Hive Podcast. We have Leela joining us this week, all the way from the Netherlands, which is uh, basically like half a world away from me. Uh, what time is it over there right now?
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Right now it's 6 p.m., so it's dinner time.
0: Oh, and I am drinking a cup of coffee because it's 9 a.m. here and I got zero sleep last night, so coffee is amazing right now.
1: Isn't that crazy that you can be on the opposite sides of the world and you can talk like this and that actually it's 9 a.m. where you are? It's... So weird. Like my day is over and your day is just starting.
0: It's, (laughs) it's, it's amazing. Uh, technology and, um, being able to podcast like this is, uh, is great because it, it opens up so many opportunities to, you know, uh, have conversations with, uh, people like you, uh, Peter Lindgren over in Sweden, uh, just people all over the world that we usually wouldn't be able to do stuff like this unless we were in person. So it's great.
1: Yeah. Like opportunities are endless with the internet. It's crazy.
0: Well, uh, thanks for joining me this week. I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, for those of you that um, don't know Leela, she's a, a YouTuber, um, does great YouTube tutorials um, about Adobe products, Premiere Pro in particular. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to dive into this. Uh, I want to talk about gear to start the conversation because man, we've had a crazy uh, last couple weeks and I know you're a Sony shooter. So, um, thoughts on the new Sony camera, Yeah, did you pre-order it?
1: I didn't pre-order it because I don't need it. Like, here's the thing. I got so excited when I saw the new camera. And if I, I mean, if I even had the money, I would probably get it. But then at the same time, there was this realistic side of me who's like, do I need it? No, I don't need it. So, you know, let's just calm down and just continue using your a seven three, which is good enough right now. But that camera is absolutely ridiculous. Like. I don't think we can ask for more. I'm sure that there is people who, who will ask for more, but I think they nailed it. It is like, I, I don't even have words for it. It's just mind-blowing.
0: It is a insane camera. Um, if our listeners aren't into the camera industry, definitely look up the new Sony camera because yeah, it, it's amazing. It's it's a full-on like great video camera. In no way is it made for pictures. I mean, you can take pictures with it, but it is full-on spec'd out uh, for video making and, um, filmmaking. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, which what, what's interesting though, is the camera industry is taking these huge leaps. Uh, and you know, I was talking, talking to Peter and he's got a full on spec out MacBook pro, uh, <laughs> and his computer can barely handle the files that are coming out of the thing. So now we just need our, our computers to catch up. You, you get these, uh, new, uh, new cameras you your, even if you have a great computer, you can't even keep up with the files.
1: I think that is something that a lot of people forget. Like they get so excited about the new camera, but they forget that they also need to get like the newest of the newest computer. Maybe the computer doesn't even exist or it costs like $20,000 or something because it's crazy. Like I was watching a video from Medi Hapoya. I think, yeah, I watched it today. It didn't come out today, but he made the video about the R5, about the most misunderstood camera and he said something that he recorded a 10 second clip in 8k which was about like 1.6 gigs 10 seconds it's ridiculous and then 4, 4k 10 seconds was like i don't know like 600 mb or something still still a lot for 10 seconds yeah
0: so you you need massive masses amounts of storage to begin with and um they need to be SSDs because a regular hard drive is not going to be able to handle it. SSDs are still pretty expensive, um, so yeah, you're, you're going to be dropping a lot of money if you want one of these new cameras.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 insane. I think that the hardware or the like the um, hard disk and uh, SSD companies they are very happy with these new cameras because they're going to make a lot of money.
0: <laughs> they definitely are. Um, so. Anyway, let's dive into um, the conversation I want to have with you. is is about your your YouTube career, which has really taken off, kind of within the last year or so, right? Um, when when did you actually start your channel?
1: I started my channel last June, so June twenty nineteen.
0: Okay, man. So still, yeah, fairly just over a year. So, um, you tweeted, I think it was last week that. Uh, starting a youtube YouTube channel is one of the best decisions you've ever made so far. Uh, I want to dig into that statement uh, and kind of figure out um, you know where that came from, why uh, why you made that statement. Why has it been the de- best decision you've made so far?
1: Yeah, well, it uh, it's so hard to explain, but YouTube kind of just it 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 changed everything for me like when I if I think about myself, uh, a year ago, like before I started YouTube compared to now, like my entire life changed. It is just, it, it and it's so much more, like people often say like YouTube is a part of life, you know, when you're on YouTube, it's a part of life. But I'm always like, you know, it's a way of life because when I'm like, ever since I started YouTube, you're not just making videos, but you're also like um, you're also making new friends and so you become a part of this community, which is kind of like a culture by itself so it literally it literally affects everything in your life in a positive way so that day when I tweeted that, I was just feeling super grateful because I feel so lucky with the community that I, that I, that I have and that I'm a part of and the subscribers that just have my back. When I just released a video where I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some time. I'll come back. Don't worry. But there's going to be like less premiere tutorials. There still will be premiere tutorials, but I want to feel like super creative again. And I got like, especially like for my size and and for how long I've been doing YouTube, I got like 600 comments or something. Everyone was like, yeah, do it. You know, we got your back. And I was just like, wow, this, I, it's, I don't know. YouTube is, is, is just freaking amazing.
0: (laughs) How many, uh, you're at what? 23,000 now?
1: Uh, 24. If you want the specifics, I can look it up at 24.1 or something. Yeah.
0: 24,000. Okay. Because when you, you did your live stream, um, I don't know if it was earlier this week or, or late last week, because um, I could have swore you were at like 23, but if you're already at 24, that's great. You're almost at 25 then. Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I believe that um, in the first 11 months, I got 15,000 subscribers. And that is like, what, like two, three months ago? I I don't really have any words for it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. We're going to dive into it because I I can't remember how I found your channel. Um, but it was before you went to power of video and you were at about four or 500 subscribers. I think it was about 500 when I, uh, subscribed to your channel. And, um, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself because I really want to dig into that. But I remember, uh, power of video made a huge impact on you and your channel. And, um, I can't wait to talk about that, but, um, let's talk about your YouTube journey. Um, let's start with the basics. Why, why did you decide to start a, uh, a channel? You know, what, what was the goal when you were starting?
1: Um, well, my goal was very simple. My goal was just to kind of like create a little space on the internet. That was just for me where I could hopefully like meet some people that were also into filmmaking because I don't have any filmmaking or filmmaker friends local to me. So it was just, the reason why I started or finally started YouTube, because my best friend has been saying it to me, like for years, she's like, Lila, you should start a YouTube channel. I was like, no, I'm I'm weird. No, no, it's weird. No. But um, basically, I used to work in marketing and um, branding. And then I took a break. And on that break, I was like, you know what, I've, I've always had this thing for storytelling, but particularly storytelling in video format. So I was like, you know, I would love to start a video production company. So, um, you know, in the beginning, when you start such a company, you don't have a portfolio. You need to get free clients. Um, the free clients that I that I that I got to build my portfolio, um, it wasn't a success. I'm generally like this. I'm going to ramble for a little bit. I'm sorry. That's totally fine. <laughs> but um, I I'm not a fan of of like free work for the main reasons that, and the main reason is that people usually don't take you as seriously and they take your work more for granted as when they pay for it, you know? So I was doing these videos and um, I was still kind of like, I like this but I'm still missing that that creativity, like that creative freedom that I wanted, which is why I wanted to start a video production company. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna start a YouTube channel and I'm just not gonna tell anyone. I'm just gonna create my own little space on the internet. I'm gonna hopefully make some friends. I want to teach people the things that I know because I love to teach. Um so that kind of started and I never intended to grow like at all when I started. I was I never really thought it could happen especially because when you start YouTube everyone tells you it's so hard to grow. You can't grow. So I was like, meh. I'm just going to have my own little space on the internet to fulfill that like that need for creativity that I didn't completely uh that that my free or freelance work didn't completely satisfy." So that is why I started a channel in a few words.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, I, I totally agree that the community is amazing and um, doing YouTube really does bring out, um, you know, it, it does, it fulfills like a creative need um, that, you know, some of us have and, and YouTube is a great outlet for that. Um, when you were starting, uh, what struggles did you face? Um and do you still feel like you face some of them, or, or how do you overcome them?
1: Um, it depends. Are you asking like when I just started, or like in the first few months, or something?
0: Eh, I guess let's um, let's let's tackle both. You know, so uh, when when to get started, what were the what were the struggles?
1: Um, I think because I didn't have any expectations, I also didn't really have any struggles because I just wanted to make video videos and I just had fun making videos. So for me, there weren't really any um, struggles when I just started out. Um, my ma- I think my main struggle when I, like in the first few months when I was, you know, growing and then um, also this also leads to like power of video was that I had this feeling, which is also known as the imposter syndrome, where a lot of people um, were like, oh my gosh, Lila, your work is so great. You're going to be big someday, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, thank you. But no, that's not me. You feel you have this idea of me that I'm so big while I'm actually like super tiny. Um, So I think that was one of my main main struggles that I think uh, a lot of people can relate to as well. Um, And then for me, another struggle that I had in the beginning, especially because I was growing and I got like attention from really big YouTubers and I was kind of confused about everything, but I also got attention from big brands. And um, I think this may be like less relatable, but I'm not, I'm I'm not sure about that. But my main struggle was being so small um, or like still having a small channel and, um, not having the experience on YouTube because I basically just started and it all kind of happened, it was hard for me to navigate, like, how do I do this with the brands because, you know, I'm just starting out and how does it work and how much do I charge? And because most of the advice, when I talk to people about it, most of the advice was just like, yeah, just keep making videos, you have like a thousand subscribers, just make videos, you just started, and it was so hard, because I was getting attention from bigger brands, and I was like, yeah, I know, and I'm going to make videos, but I need to know how to like deal with this business side, Um, so that was for me um, a struggle, um, and I've learned a lot (laughs) over the past year,
0: I think, um, you know, there's no clear path on how to deal with brands. Uh, everybody kind of deals with it a, a, a little bit different. Um, but that's great that you started getting attention, um, at a thousand, 2000 subscribers, um, from some, some major brands. Um, you tweeted me, uh, yesterday telling me, uh, about, which is absolutely amazing. So let's, let's dive into that. Um, how, I think that's encouraging to somebody that's maybe just starting out that, um, just because your channel's small doesn't mean that it's not successful, um, and that you can attract the attention of, of bigger brands and actually start, uh, you know, making a, a, a business a, a living off your passion for YouTube. So, how did that all start out? Um, if you can mention it, I, I don't know if you can mention the brands you that you attracted and that you started working with, but how did that come about?
1: Well, I cannot mention all the brands, but I can mention like one of the big, big brands uh, that reached out to me when I was at like, I don't know, like 1300 subscribers or something. I don't remember, but when I called, it's Adobe, and when I called with them, they were like, yeah, we actually saw that you reached like the 1000 subscriber mark. So they had been following me for a while because I didn't reach out to them at all. Like I just got an email and they were like, hey... Uh, we like your stuff. we want to work with you. Do you want to be a part of this new campaign that we're doing that we're launching? and I was just like, "Um, sure, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's awesome
1: but how did i it just kind of um it just kind of happened because i until now, I have not actively gone and and um talked to brands like until now. Uh, because I'm still like, in my mind, I'm still focused on the marketing, on the positioning, on everything. So I'm not actively going out and talking to brands. So all the brands that I have built relationships with and that I have um, talked to have reached out to me. And I think that that is encouraging because, I mean, of course you need to reach out to brands. I'm not saying don't reach out to brands, sit on your throne, they will come to you. That's not what I'm saying. But um, I do think that it is encouraging because even with a thousand subscribers, Epidemic Sound can knock on your door and be like, hey, we want to work with you. Adobe can knock on your door and be like, hey, we want to work with you. And they don't care as much about the subscribers because they see the potential and they see the quality of work and the value that you provide and how you also work with their products.
0: Yeah, I think that that really emphasizes the point that a lot of YouTubers – um, say is the fact that don't worry about the numbers, worry about the quality of your videos and the content you're putting out there. And that, that just proves it even at a a thousand, 1300 subscribers, a brand like Adobe, which is, you know, the keen when it comes to, uh, video, video and photo editing, uh, software, um, reached out to you. And it was all because of the content you were making because it was so good. They didn't care about the, the numbers, they they saw the potential. So make good content.
1: <laughs> that is the tip, yeah. Make good content, provide value. Um, and when I when when we talk about quality, we are not talking about you know the A seven S three quality. We're just talking about the quality of the information you provide or the entertainment you provide. Like don't get caught up in the whole oh my my video needs to look pretty because then it's good quality. That's not what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. That, that's exactly right. Um, so I want to talk about Power of Video now. You took a leap going to Power of Video, which is a, a YouTube conference um, in Ireland. Uh, is it in Belfast?
1: Yeah, Belfast. That's Northern Ireland, which is important to note.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you almost didn't go though, right? And um, you know, I think everything that's that's happened to you since then um, would have happened regardless. But I definitely, I mean, from looking at the outside and, and following you before that, um, you can definitely see the impact that that conference uh, had on your YouTube career. So maybe maybe we can talk about first uh, how you ended up going to Power of Video. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you, you wanted to go, but you almost didn't, right?
1: I almost didn't. First of all, I just wanna say that I think it's so cool that you were watching me from like really the start that is just, it's it's so cool. But um, yeah, so I don't exactly remember how I came across Power Video. It just like, first I don't know how, but I, I ended up on their website. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And this is in Europe because most of the things are in the US. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And this is in Europe. And I, I I know that last year, like Jesse Driftwood was there. So 2018, Jesse Driftwood was there. Peter McKinnon was there. Um Sorella Moore was there. Like really big names, really like people that inspire me and that motivate me to make content as well. They were all there, and I was like, oh, that is that is interesting. But um then I was like, yeah, but nah, no, I I shouldn't go because what what am I going to do there? I just started YouTube. It is going to be a waste of money to go there. Not that Power Video doesn't provide value or something. But just for me, I was just like, no, I just started two months ago. You know, it's just, it's too early. Um, everyone there knows what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, all the imposter thoughts, basically. So I almost didn't go, but my dad uh when i started youtube my dad was like surprisingly supportive of the whole youtube thing and he was like no you should go and i was like no but dad mm, i don't know and he 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 pushed me he every day he would text me he was like did you did you uh, book the tickets did you book the tickets you know i'm going to transfer money now so you book the tickets so i ended up going and it was like Honestly, Power of Video has such a special place in my heart because it was the first time that I really felt like I belonged somewhere. Because I always felt, you know... I always have my own things. I'm always doing my own things. Like, I, I have never been in such a community as, you know, YouTube. And being at Power of Video and meeting all these people that love the same thing that you do. And they all think the same way. And it... it I don't know. It just... It it really forever it will have a special place in my heart.
0: So what happened when you went? Um, you finally you you ended up booking the ticket and you went. Um, and tell me about the whole the whole experience. Uh, you know what did you learn? Who'd you meet?
1: Okay, so um, yeah, I went and when I was at the airport in Amsterdam. Uh, I reached 500 subscribers. And that was for me, I was like, whoa, this is whoa. So I felt a little bit more validated going there. But of course, I still didn't feel like good enough. But yeah, I went there the first day I was just exploring by myself, because I went there a day early. um, And just, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Because Everything, like the, thing, the, the things like um, they basically for the people who don't know a power video, as you already said, it's a video or it's a YouTube conference. But um, basically it's two days. One is a creator day, one is an uh, industry day. And on the creator day, basically everyone can come. So there's also like fans coming, you know, because for example, Peter McKinnon was there. Um, but on the industry day, they're talking more about industry level things. And it's all a little bit more serious than on the creator day. So I went to both days and I met so many people. And one of those people is, is my friend, um, Cody Warner, who I met online before that, but we hadn't met each other in person. So he texted me before going to Belfast. He was like, hey, I'm going to be in Belfast. And I was like, heck yeah. So um, he was one of the people that I, that I met there and we had coffee and stuff. And I also met Peter McKinnon. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, he also dis- he also offered to or he accepted. I shouldn't say offer because he would be like hey, he wouldn't be like hey Lila I want to be in your video. So I asked him to be in my video and um, he said yeah. So he was in my video as well and just like I met Lizzie, I met uh, Chris Howe. There were so many people there who were just like they 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 are super inspiring and it was so fun to meet them in person and to you know, to also, um, how do you say that, that the people that you see on the screens are actually the same people in real life, and it's not, I don't know how to explain that, but sometimes there feels like a little bit of distance between you and them, and there I was, you know, with my 500 subscribers, and it was yeah, it was great. Meeting everyone was great. Oh, I met Potato Jet there as well. He was bleeding out of his arm, which was very interesting. It was a great first time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <Yeah>. that video. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, so that's great. I mean, that to be able to meet uh, people that inspire you um, and motivate you, and that you've learned from from watching, be able to meet them in person, and also being able to just learn practical things at the conference, I'm sure was a huge benefit. Um, so how did you benefit from, from that whole experience? How did, uh, the learning what you learned and meeting all these, um, inspiring creators benefit you, um, and help you get to where you are now?
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think that just the entire experience validated me more, and also the feeling, like I already described, like the, the, the feeling of belonging somewhere, and just feeling 100% myself, you know, usually in real life, there's kind of like different versions of yourself, or at least that's with me, I can adapt to um, other people, but there I just was 100% myself, because that was Kind of one of the one of the um rules that I set for myself when I'm doing YouTube and everything that is going to be one hundred percent me and I'm not going to you know make any compromises for anyone and when I was there, I could just be me I could just be the weirdo with the camera because everyone was the weirdo with the camera so I think basically what it's 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 just the um, validation part as well as um um Oh my gosh, I lost my train, train, train of thought. Um, so it's the validation part as well as feeling like you belong somewhere, which also kind of validates you as a creator. But I also went to LA, which has also made like a huge impact on the entire um, growth of me as a creator as well as my my channel, because there is just something about community, like community is like number one, the numbers and everything is fun, but community can help you grow. So it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, I think community is just, I, 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 I am super grateful for community.
0: Yeah, because uh, I mean, being, being a YouTuber um, can be a lonely job, right? Cause it's, it's just you uh, with a camera um, and all these uh, creators are spread all over the world so it's nice being able to, uh, these conferences, if we ever get to have them again, um, that you get to actually meet with them. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was actually I was actually thinking about that because yesterday I had to go outside and I had to film some stuff and I was doing everything by myself, you know, setting up the camera. And then because I have the a7 III, it's, you know, I was going back and forth to see if the framing was right, you know, doing a test shot, see if it looks good. And I, I felt so alone. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I, w- I wish I had some creator friends here. And that was so amazing about being at Power of Video as well as Summit. It's just everyone loves the same thing. Everyone wants to help each other out. You know, it's just... I don't know, I can talk about community forever. But yeah, YouTube can be definitely a lonely job because everyone glorifies it. But at the end of the day, all the creators are sitting behind their computers, editing, 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 filming something, setting everything up by themselves, and then editing, editing, editing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For for everybody listening, uh, creating YouTube content um, is like maybe 10% in front of the camera. And then the rest is all like, behind the scenes you spent so much time just in front of the computer instead of in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, So you went to LA too. Uh, It looks like you're sporting your Beverly Hills sweater right now as as I'm looking.
1: (laughs) This is my, this is, this is, this is a shirt that I bought for like five euros because it was cheap and it was big. Don't, don't, don't expose me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great.
0: Um, oh God! <laughs> let's talk about that uh, experience. So, what did you? Um, was there a conference? What, what brought you out to LA? Uh,
1: Vid Summit. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, About it, yeah. So I went to Vid Summit. I won a ticket to go to Vid Summit. So um, I went, and I think that that was just another one of those things that added so much value to the entire experience and is so worth the entire experience because especially at VidSummit, the tickets are very pricey, which um, is a pain. But at the same time, you do get a lot of quality back for that. And then again, I'm talking about people like the information is great, but the people are even better. And especially because they're everyone is so serious about YouTube and everyone is so inviting as well. So it's really a great environment to be in. And definitely something that I needed, um, to, I don't know, level up my confidence again and be like, yeah, I'm really going to do this because after, after VidSummit, I was so inspired by all the people that I met and also being able to meet all of your online YouTube friends in real life. That was, that was fantastic.
0: That's, I mean, I think it's so cool. Um, the community that's behind this, this niche that, um, you're in that I absolutely love uh, consuming on YouTube. Uh, Everybody is so supportive of each other and no one views each other as competition, which is great. Um, You guys are all in it together uh, trying to, you know, grow your channels, grow, help each other grow. Uh, I just think it's, it's, it's such a supportive community and yeah, it's awesome that you got to meet all these creators when you went to both these conferences. So looking back at your uh, YouTube journey, uh, what benefits have come in pursuing, um, you know, your passion for creativity um, as a career, as a as an outlet, just how have you um, benefited personally?
1: I have benefited like in every way. It's so hard to list only one or a few benefits because like I said in the beginning, it, It affects every part of your life and it's absolutely amazing. Like it changed everything for the better. Um, I'm doing what I love. I have full creative freedom. Uh, I made amazing friends online that share the same passion as me. I have become a part of this amazing community that you just mentioned as well, you know, where everyone is so supportive of each other. I feel so lucky to be to have been like accepted in that community and to be a hopefully valuable member in that community, working with brands that I've always loved and now am able to work with it. It's all together. It is just one big, huge benefit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, for our listeners, uh, I mean, Leela here is smiling from ear to ear, so she absolutely loves what she's doing. Um, I think it's amazing that uh, you know pursuing your passion has has really changed, like you said, just changed everything for you. And um, it's very obvious in in uh, how you come across in your videos that you absolutely love doing what you are doing, and that you have a passion for it. So, uh, what advice do you have for someone that's looking? Um maybe it's not, you know, YouTube, maybe it's not filmmaking, photography, but whatever it is, you know, if they have a passion for something and um I think a lot of us when we really have a goal that we were thinking about pursuing, there's always a point where we're on the fence, right? We can either go this way or that way, we can either do it or not. So what do you have to say for someone that's on the fence um about pursuing a goal that they have?
1: Um well, It depends. I feel like if it is something that you just feel in your gut and in your body that you really want to do it, whatever that is, doesn't need to be YouTube, like you said, you just got to do it. And that sounds so much easier than it is because it's not that easy, but you would you would regret it so much if you don't go for it. And if you don't do it, for example, for me, that moment, you know, before Belfast that I actually didn't really want to go to Belfast, but then Belfast kind of started everything for me. If I didn't go to power video, if I kind of gave up, because I, w- I felt like uh, an imposter, I wouldn't be where I am now. And um, I think it is, it, it is just such a shame. And, and for me, I didn't really overcome the struggles like imposter syndrome. I feel like it kind of evolves as you evolve as well. There's always different or, or new challenges. But if I, if, yeah, if I quit, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I think that it is, it is not as easy as just going for it, but at the same time, it is just as easy as you have to go for it because you don't want to regret it. And it's, 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 like I said, I didn't overcome the struggles, but you just have to push through it. If you, if you have certain struggles or if you have certain, um, insecurities, sometimes you cannot solve them, but you can just push through it and just be like, I am not hearing my thoughts right now. I'm just going to go for it because you're going to be so happy after that.
0: Yeah. I think what you said is, um, you know, the way I look at it is if you, are you going to regret not making that leap? Um, if you look back, you know, um, if you look back in 20 years and said, man, if I had only done that, things might be a little different, you know? So I say, don't, don't have that regret. You know, if you're on the fence about pursuing your goals, take that leap. And I mean, looking from the outside at, 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 at your channel and how it's grown, um, you never know what leap is going to be the one that makes the difference. So I think taking that leap to go to power of video, um, like I said, I think your channel would be at where it's at now, no matter what. Um, but that leap of going to power a video for you drastically changed the route of your channel and how fast it, it grew. Um, I remember you tweeting when you came back from that. trip. I mean, I think you were at like over a thousand subscribers by the end of the week. You know, it just grew so fast for you. Um, so that's my input for someone that's on the fence uh, you never know what leap is going to make a difference. So Take that leap.
1: Yeah, totally take that leap, but don't just like sell your house and go live in a van unless that's what you want to. But if you have a family and stuff, just you know, take the leap, but be realistic about it. But still, it should not, it should definitely not, um, not keep you from doing what you want to do. Because like you said, you're gonna regret it in 20 years if you didn't do it. So, and the thing is that even in one year, so much can change. I always thought when people said that, I was, I was always like, yeah. Yeah, it's easy to say. It's kind of like one of those cheesy things to say, you know, like, you don't know where you'll be in one year from now. But it's actually true. Like, I'm living it right now. One year one year ago, well, a little bit over a year ago now, I I never thought, never in a million years, that I would be where I am now. And I think that it's so important for people who feel in their gut, like what we said before, who feel in their gut that they want to do this thing, they whatever that thing is, they just have to do it because who knows, maybe in one year you can be in a position where I am in right now, like personally, emotionally, I don't know, everything. It is, it is so worth it. It is so worth taking the leap.
0: Well, Leela, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And, um, I think hearing your story, um, is just amazing. And I, I hope that, um, if it can even motivate one person to, to pursue their goals, uh, this conversation is, uh, definitely worth their listen. Um, it's been worth my time. Definitely. Uh, you know, being able to talk (laughs) to you. Um, and, um, you know, just your experiences, uh, personally motivate me to keep going and pursuing my goals. So keep doing what you're doing. You know, I think, I think you're doing a great job and I look forward to, uh, seeing future videos and content, um, coming our way on YouTube. Uh, how can people connect with you if they want to, you know, check out your videos or, uh, Twitter, Instagram what's what's all the things
1: yeah what's all the things well all the things are called lila from youtube so that's l-i-l-a from youtube you can find me on youtube like youtube.com slash lila from youtube and both on twitter and instagram you can also find me um at lila from youtube
0: well thanks for joining me um this morning or this evening where you're at <laughs> all <the way laughs> thank you so much for having me yeah of course and for our listeners uh, i hope you enjoyed this conversation if you're listening in the apple podcast player Please uh, leave a rating and a review. It really does make a difference. And then, you know, share this episode with a friend if you think they'll benefit from it. And we will talk to you next Monday, 7 a.m. Pacific time, every Monday. Thanks. Thanks.